We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Guilty as Charged podcast. Today, I am here with Michigan State edge rusher Jake Panashuk. Jake, how are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for being on here. So the first thing I want to get into is one of my favorite things I saw looking at previous interviews with you and your brother, actually. I can't play this YouTube clip so because I'll get copyright claims, but I took some screenshots and I had heard in that interview with him, your older brother, Mike, uh, that, uh, that when you first were growing up, you guys didn't exactly get along. Maybe there's some bad blood between you guys, but football was something that really brought you guys together. So I'd love to hear about that journey, talk about that journey and how it really came together all here on one play where you tip a pass to the line of scrimmage and it ends up in your brother's hands and he scores for a big man touchdown. Yeah, no, just uh, growing up, we didn't have the best relationship. We had our we had our ups and downs like every every brother. Sure. Every brother does. But uh, but yeah, it just ended up me and him figured it out in high school, built a really, really strong relationship. He became my best friend. So, uh, yeah, that's what led me to going, uh, following his path and going to Michigan State with him. But, yeah, this touchdown was in uh, the pinstripe (laughs) bowl in 2019. Yeah. It was uh, was a deflected pass by me, and it bounced off one of our teammates, Noah Harvey's helmets, and then somehow ended up in his hands. I don't know how still, but uh, ended up scoring the touchdown. Yeah, what a wild play. What a wild sequence. I couldn't exactly see what had happened. But, yeah, you said bounced off someone's helmet, so that makes sense. I couldn't figure out the angle there. Uh, just a really good story, and I'm happy for you guys, um, and well, all three of you brothers. Does your younger brother play football as well? He he didn't end up playing. He had scholarship offers but chose to go uh, with school instead. Okay, I can respect that as a biology major who definitely did not get a football scholarship, so uh, good for him. So I got to get rid of this real fast. I don't usually list off stats, but I, I kind of have to because I believe 2020 was a rough year for you, that COVID year. It was rough for a lot of people, of course. And you were at a significantly lower rate uh, weight, apparently, mm-hmm. at 216 pounds, which is 20 pounds more than me. And I can't imagine being an edge rusher at Michigan State being only 20 pounds more than me. Um, but now, you know, looking back at 2021, 73 pressures, 11 sacks, 32 run stops, two forced fumbles. You're 11th, according to the team website, you're 11th in Michigan State history in sacks, 13th in tackles for loss, and 5th in forced fumbles. Talk about how it felt going from arguably, and I'm, I'm sure it is, the most difficult college year for you to, you know, being one of the most productive edge rushers in the NCAA last season. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. Uh, I think it was like three or four weeks before the season started, I got COVID and strep mm-hmm. in the same week. 
So I came up, came down with that loss. Yeah. I was at 250 going into into camp, and then I think the lowest I hit when I weighed in when we went in to get my uh, scans in the hospital, I think I hit like 216 was the lowest. Wow. So it was a it was a tough year. Didn't yeah. really produce at all on the field. Was hard playing. I think I got up to like 220, 225 for the season. It was just it was tough. But then uh, that off season, we got a new nutritionist, Amber, mm-hmm. and uh, she took over. It was her first year, and uh, she worked miracles. I got my playing weight back up to I think I played this year, majority of the year, 265 to 270. Mm. So it was a completely different change, and it ended up working out for the best. That's, I mean, that's, that's incredible. What a recovery story and great for her. I appreciate everything that she did for you. That's incredible. What was there a change in diet? Were you just eating everything in sight? Like what, what, how did you get back to where you were? Definitely the diet. She came in and we sat down, had many, many meetings. Wow. And, uh, and she just came up with a game plan for me, started, uh, the nutrition staff and the strength staff started working a lot with one another. And I think that just ultimately pushed me over the edge that I needed to get over and uh, ended up getting my weight back up. Wow, that's fantastic. So now you are entering the draft. I got to ask before we continue, do you ever do mock drafts? Do you use those simulations at all? No, I don't. I've seen okay. them on Twitter and stuff, but I've never uh, I've never actually used one. Okay, because you could go on the draft network right now and draft yourself to any team you wanted. You can go to the Chargers if you want. You can go to the whatever, whatever team you want to want to go to. So maybe try it out just for fun. So now that you are now that you are entering the draft, though, how are you currently preparing for this moment that weekend? And what are your plans going to be during that weekend? Uh, right now, I'm down in Fort Myers training at uh, X3 Performance. Got my strength and speed coach, Jordan, and my D-line coach, uh, mm. coach Nate O'Neill, preparing me for uh, for my pro day. So I'm mm. here training, got a whole nutrition plan, treatment, everything going down here right now, interview prep and all that good stuff. But uh Hopefully I'll be back home for uh, for the draft and hopefully I'll hear my name called. Yeah, I know that would be incredible, of course. So you talk about interview prep and I'm always curious, how are you guys preparing for interview prep? Because we've heard some weird questions be asked of some people. We had a guy, Peyton Turner, last year talk about how he was asked, why do you follow so many Instagram models? And just questions like that, or they're definitely not football specific. So are you preparing for also the curveball questions or how are they preparing you for interviews? Um, there's a big list. A lot of, uh, former players come back and just, stuff. Oh, they have like okay. old questions that used to be asked that we're always just preparing for and stuff like that. But, uh, but I went to, uh, the tropical bowl all-star game and I had a few mm. interviews with, uh, with some scouts there. So I got some, some different questions, but nothing, nothing crazy. Okay. Okay. And when you met with those scouts, did, were there any conversations about what you'd be doing, what your role would be? Is anything changing for you? Or are you pretty much just set defensive end? How's it looking for you? Um, no, I'm open to anything. I can move back inside and gain some weight if they need to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. at the end or uh or lose some weight and play some outside linebacker. I'm up for I'm up for anything. Okay. I like it. I like hearing that. So let's jump into this film real fast. There were two sacks from your big day versus Western Kentucky. Frankly, I could have gone with any game. You had a good day versus everybody this season, it seems like. Um, but this one I think gives us a little bit of good insight to you know two different ways that you were able to win. So before we jump into that though. I, I love talking to different players, and we just had a couple of Chargers players on who talk about the tendencies that they notice in either offensive linemen or defensive linemen, even before the snap, like the mental games that go on that you have to try to have this chess mask with guys because you got to figure out, you know, is he going this way? Is he going that way? What kind of if, if you're offensive lineman, you know, is that guy rushing? Are they doing a stunt? 
whatever it is. So what are some tendencies, just general ones, or maybe some specific ones, if you notice it in a player, what are some tendencies that you have noticed in players when in, in offensive tackles or guards or whoever you're going up against? What is something that they do that maybe gives away their intention? Um, typically what you want to look at is their back foot. So mm-hmm. this right tackle right in front of me, his yeah. foot's farther back and staggered. So mm. this was probably from what it seems like it was a third down play based on us just having one backer in the box and then the other DN mm. standing up and then our two, two, uh, D tackles and three techniques. But, um, so this is our speed package, but, mm. uh, typically what you want to look at is like hands, typically hand placement, a lot of, uh, tackles, typically if they're taller, sometimes will cross their arms. If it's like a pass situation, the big, the, the foot staggered back is the number one go-to. I'm pretty sure everybody will tell you that, but just mm. based on, uh, First thing you can go off of is just down in distance and then sure. and then just look at your tackle and study them. Basically on film, they'll give away a lot of their keys. Gotcha. No, that's that's fantastic. Uh, let's go ahead and run through this play real fast just for everyone watching to get an idea of what's going on. Obviously, guys that are watching, he's the guy that's highlighted. So pretty easy for you. Let's go ahead and run through it real fast. And then we'll talk about how you won, what you did, all that good stuff. This was a long day for this tackle. I, I could have pulled a number of plays. The sacks are the easiest ones to go off of, but... It was a long day for a few guys, but um, okay. So this is the part where you get to show off and tell me everything that you're seeing, what your plan was, and then we'll talk about the next play. Maybe this play kind of set up that play. So, you know, what are you thinking here? What are you doing outside of, of course, what you already explained? So based on our package, typically we had a predetermined uh, two-way go. So basically you can take an inside move or an outside move if you're a DN, mm, and then the okay. backside DN has to uh, be a contained rusher for the inside three tech. So the inside guy would have a, an inside or outside move, depending on what, what he sees here. I'm pretty sure I had the the two way and I just set him mm. up a speed rush earlier in the game. I was getting him with a lot of my, my jab steps and stuff. So I knew the outside was opening up. He was mm. getting his outside hand too, punching with it. So I knew if I just, just went and ran and uh, threw a speed swipe that I would uh, eventually get him on one. And this was towards, I think the end of the second quarter and he threw me his outside hand and I got, I got the edge on him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I want to say this, the game film was like 35 minutes long. This came maybe 20 minutes into it. So yeah, end of second quarter, early third, that makes sense. So the entire game, are you kind of setting this up? Are you just like, are you like, hey, I'm going to get you in about 10 more plays? Do you kind of understand that maybe like this guy's going to? Yeah, for sure. So here, I'm pretty sure if you could play it like slowly. So here they slid the protection to my side. So mm-hmm. I knew taking an inside move was just not going to be – unless I beat him vertical really fast, it wasn't going right. to be ideal. Number eight, Sim right here, he's setting me up. He's trying to take the guard's uh, attention away. Mm-hmm. So I have the option of going inside, but they fully sent the line that way. He had the center looking at him too as well. So just me looking inside and seeing that the slide's coming to me, that inside move is typically not going to be there. So mm-hmm. taking the outside speed move and committing to it really, really paid off here. Yeah, wonderful. I mean, obviously, it definitely paid off. Good stuff. Definitely closed the number of times this year. 11 times. Because we got to get number six out of the way. Hold on. Okay, there we go. There you are there. So completely different. You are now winning to the inside. Is there anything? I mean, obviously, there's something different on this play. But what is different about this play? And then how did you work inside? What changed your decision to go inside this time? So one thing that offenses think they have an advantage with is putting a tight end on the ball and having you in a six tech. So, so we played six tech, so we played head up right. on tight end, mm-hmm. which would mean I'd have to play tighter than I would normally on a regular mm-hmm. base or a regular pass down. But 
but I saw that his foot was staggered back and that was the main key. So I knew oh, okay. that if I sold him vertical upfield, the inside was going to be open, even if the guard was sliding to me because the guard wasn't expecting to have to help that fast. Mm. By selling upfield and coming underneath, underneath I, uh, I had an advantage knowing that it was passed before, before the snap. Yeah, no, this is awesome. Let's go ahead and play it through. That's got to feel good. It's like it's a good one when you went inside. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then I guess uh, just re-going off of what we were kind of talking about, did you know then that after beating him outside that you were going to try to get him back inside? Like, is that like the next thing that comes into your mind? Like, okay, I got you outside the first time. I'm going inside at some point. Yeah, so just setting out speed moves outside. If you mm -hmm. like where you're going to end up majority on base down, it's going to be running up and then countering back under. But, uh, but if you get him going, kicking back like he did on this play, then the inside is going to open up eventually, especially if you beat him with a speed outside move to start off with. That inside typically ends up just inch by inch, but slowly. They they pass the ball a lot. Number four was a, a great quarterback, so they are having a lot of success passing on us. So I knew that the inside was going to open up eventually. Got a good pre-snap pre read that it was going to be passed. And uh, I'm not, I don't remember if this was predetermined that I was going to go inside, but I think it opened up really quickly. And he uh, he committed to setting vertically with the inside help of the guard again, but uh, but I caught him caught him off guard with that uh, inside punch, so ended up paying off. Yeah, no, you definitely did. We'll go ahead and play it one one more time all the way through. Fun stuff. Is there a move that you typically have that's just your your absolute go to, or it's kind of your money move, or you just kind of feel like? Because I feel like in this game you were able to express many different things. We just saw two different sacks. But is there one particular move that you just love going to that you know is kind of your thing? Uh, I know I have a really, really strong inside double sweep like this play is. Mm. I've mm -hmm. uh, had a lot of success with that this year. It was one thing that I uh, stressed a lot going into the offseason after last year. Mm -hmm. This was uh, In 2019, I used this move a lot as well. And mm. then 2020, it's just whatever happened, happened. It just wasn't <laughs> even working. It wasn't. And uh, I knew that I had to improve it. So that was one of my main goals in the offseason, working with our D-line coach back at school. Mm. So, uh, so yeah. No, that, that's it was – I don't know what happened on the field in 2020, but obviously statistically there was a huge difference. So, yeah. you know, we love seeing a pass rusher with some sort of plan, not just I'm going to run into you and I'm just stronger or faster than you. You can tell watching you throughout this game that there is a plan on each down or between downs or between quarters, you know that you have some sort of plan. I love seeing that. That's why I'm such a fan of this game. So that is it. I appreciate you coming on, Jake. What are you up to right now outside of the interview prep and all that good stuff? Are you still around the school? Are you still working on your pass rush moves? What's going on? No, I'm just down here in uh, in Florida, just training. Like I mentioned here. So, uh, so I'm a little bit far away from Michigan, but a <laughs> lot, lot nicer weather down here. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, just training. Got a lot of... Uh, D-line sessions in with with Coach Nate. So uh, just preparing for uh, for what's going to come after after uh, Pro Day and uh, the draft. Awesome. When's your Pro Day? Uh, March 16th, I believe. March 16th. Okay. Well, that's, that's six weeks from now. So good luck to you, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Everybody listening, make sure to give him a follow. Follow him throughout the draft, of course. And as always, take care and bolt up. mealtime.
real-time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.